What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 46. This is the November 2020 episode, and we are sitting down this morning with TCC President Rob Roach, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Pacharka, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Good morning. Good morning, morning, everybody. Morning, Ben. How are we all doing today? Doing all right. How are you doing? Pretty Very good. well. Got the, got the Navy gang going on here. Yep. Gang <laughs> yes. Gang. TCC's official color. You didn't get the memo. I, I missed the memo. I got a little bit of blue, I guess, but I missed the Navy memo. How uh, how are we all doing? Doing pretty good. The, looks like the country went blue. Did. Did. Maybe that's why there's all this blue. It's like a, it's like a psychological thing. That's. I guess it is. I guess sub- it is. Subconscious. It's official. It's uh, it's it's November. We've already had three inches of snow, and now it's seventy degrees outside. True. Typical New England fashion. Even the weather got better. It's crazy. It's been quite the uh, quite a couple weeks for sure. Um, but yes, in your mid-November, we're post-election. We're coming out with this episode a little bit late, so we could get through the election and see what that was going to bring. Um, but yeah, lots lots going on between the election results. You know, supply and demand still seems a little bit tight. We've seen some uh, price increases due to supply chain issues and. We're at a record levels of, of storms here in the Gulf, so a lot of a lot of stuff going on. It seems like yeah, it's a lot to keep up with. Um, but I think the you know one of the more timely things that we've been looking at is obviously the hurricanes. Uh, it's funny I put these notes together about two weeks ago, and there was 27 storms and 11 hurricanes. Uh, just in the last two weeks, we're now at 30 storms with 12 hurricanes and an extra 10 billion dollars of damage, up to 38 billion dollars for the 2020 hurricane season. It's been a crazy few months here. It's unbelievable. I mean, the damage is, you know, insurance rates are going up. That's for sure. Definitely. And it seems like it's all been concentrated in that, you know, that, you know, between uh, New Orleans and, and Houston. And then now also uh, the panhandle of Florida has been getting hammered with a lot of rain and wind. And yep. they're about to get hit again now. So uh, it's been definitely concentrated to the Gulf. And, and unfortunately, that's where a lot of the uh, chemical assets lie. Yeah, that belt right there is obviously a big chemical, either production area or logistics area with rail cars and trucks moving back and forth. Uh, obviously, a big area with Florida. I'm sure shipping stuff out of Miami and different areas of Florida going to yeah. Latin America, South America. Yeah, a lot of a lot of plants that we we usually pick up from they have been shutting down. They have shut been shut down for a couple of weeks due to hurricanes. Yeah. So we're waiting. So spec delays, everybody. Mm, that seems like a common theme recently. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a supplier yesterday, and they one of their main products goes into building materials heavily, and uh, it's it's a, causing a huge crunch because obviously, you know, when a hurricane comes through, there's a requirement for building materials, and mm-hmm. you know, the, so their plant is shut down, which is the raw material to make building materials, which yep. are needed because of the hurricane. So it's like a, you know, it's it's just causing a, a crazy crunch down there with a lot of things. Vicious cycle. Exactly. Which is a good point to start because we've already seen, obviously, lumber and wood real tight all summer with people doing projects and stuff being home from COVID. So you add that compounded demand now for rebuilding. It's yep. exponentially worse. Yep. So it's been a crazy uh, crazy few months of things to keep an eye on, try to keep your head above water with supply chains and logistics and production and everything like that. It's been interesting. Yeah, the DIY projects are interesting. You know, who who would have known that that would have such an impact on supply chains and building materials? It was, you know... It was the middle of summer, and somebody said they needed pavers, and they laughed at them. I was like, pavers? You know, not just stone. You can't even get your hands on stone. Yeah. And uh, no, they were sold out. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, the demand for DIY projects, but also the truckers. They don't want to haul because of certain areas are, are rife with COVID and others aren't, or they're sick themselves, or, you know, um, or there's storms. 
So logistics has become a bigger and bigger uh, topic of conversation around TCC and, and with our customers and suppliers big time. And that brings up a good point with cases kind of on the rise here in New England and the impending you know weather season coming up. Mm. Uh, those are kind of the two two negatives for logistics and truckers wanting to come up in this area. Yeah, we've seen you know we're we're in the W right now, so we've seen we saw the initial March April peak, and then we saw a peak in the middle of summer. And now here we go again, and uh, you know it's too bad, but you know there seems to be a better consciousness about um, protecting yourselves wearing face masks. But also there's there's you know you don't see the death rate uh, rising as quickly. So we've learned a lot of things about COVID treatments are coming through now with uh, Eli Lilly and their antibody treatment uh, just approved I think uh, overnight, and uh, remdesivir seems to have an impact on people that are are really sick, and then the co- concoction of penicillin and uh and steroids has a, a, a significant effect so if nothing else we've learned how to how to treat it and prevent it from spiraling out of control which is good and uh of course yesterday yeah, had pfizer announced that they've got a 90 uh, percent efficacy on their vaccine so i don't know the exact timing on that but again that's you know certainly good news that they're um seeing positive results at this point i think that's all we can take away from this is it's positive results from a trial so um, I don't know if anybody sitting at this table would, would hop on taking it right now. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll have to see what the data comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and hopefully it does get, you know, continues to get a little bit better under control. Um, especially up here in our neck of the woods with the New England area, it's going to be a, an interesting logistics season between the coronavirus and, uh, you know, typical winter weather up in the New England area. It's going to be interesting. I think, um, obviously, we've seen prices continue to stay high and, and demand obviously high, like kind of recommending people allow at least a couple extra days, especially with LTL and truckloads picking up. Um, and it's not only pricing. Uh, there's no products in many areas of the world. There's, there's a shortage of different kinds of products in, in, in so many areas that they, they have stopped quoting, they're, they say that the demand exceeds supply, or the lead times are just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, sort of a recent phenomenon is, is China and Korea and other Asia. Long, long lead times, and their, their demand is picking up. So not only have we seen, you know, the environmental regulations in China kick in and plants shutter f- for those purposes, you're seeing the cost of energy going up. You're seeing the uh, lack of availability of, of massive quantities of every chemical pretty much to you know just some availability and then demand picking up so it's kind of a perfect storm for you know really tight materials we've now are two to three decades into a dependence on china for a lot of petrochemical um they set themselves up as being a world leader in in supply for these chemicals and a lot of plants just simply shut down because they couldn't compete with the low prices coming out of china well now that's becoming less available and you're dependent on very small plants if they're available at all in, in other regions of the world. And and so it seems like it's trickling down to almost everything we sell. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter what it is. We're seeing extremely long lead times, which keeps our inventory very tight. We can't offer spot material. Um, you know, every time we go to buy, the prices are higher, you know, so the prices keep inflating. So it's, uh, again, another vicious cycle that seems to, you know, you think you get some relief and then, it just gets worse and worse and worse. So, um, you know, as we've said in the past, we, we encourage people to keep their inventories at a, at a rateably high level, you know, rather than the historically high level, I should say, 
uh, because these supply chains could get worse, especially if we see this weather pattern continue and we have a really tough winter and everybody's inside and everybody's exposed to COVID and shh, you know, that could, it could get, it could get far worse, but um hoping, hoping it gets better. But yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of things at play here that could really line up to, uh, to have a very uh, tough winter. I think something else that we've seen that's kind of been a byproduct of all this logistics stuff is the lack of containers either getting stuck on the U.S. side or the China side. And I think we've seen it a couple of times from our China office where, you know, people can't quote or there's an extra delay because all the containers are backed up on one side or the other. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen that there's been such a widespread across different chemistries that China, you know, our China office is just saying the suppliers stop quoting, yeah. you know, and it's happened in, in different products in the past or different, you know, for specific reasons, but this is across the board with a lot of different things that don't relate to each other necessarily. So, um, I don't know, it's pretty, pretty unique, pretty unique situation we're in right now. And the, and the shipping lines, they've, they've consolidated with a, you know, massive uh, bankruptcy last year of, uh, of a major shipping line out of Asia, and how much is the cost to ship from Asia, where it was, you know, a, under a hundred bucks a ton, wasn't it? Now it's two, three hundred bucks a ton or more. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's double easily. Yeah, it's so two hundred bucks a ton all day. Yeah, so so it has, for example, it, it, with the strong demand in the local markets, they rather keep the stuff there in the local. They, they because of the cost of freight, they say, why export? So they they are they're shy, shying away from the export, especially Korea. Mm. We, we're seeing that. And what does that do? That puts more, uh, you know, export pressure on you know domestic American producers, European producers, and therefore they have less material. And so, you know, it's an interesting dynamic we're 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 seeing here. And it seems like at least maybe in the states, plants are picking up a little bit, demand's picking up a little bit, so that the demand's creeping up. But then you got the supply chain in the middle, and then product availability, you know, being tough too. So you got these two things in between this demand picking up that's kind of creating this and perfect now, storm. And, and now we're going to the end of the year, which most companies want to keep inventories low, where where, where they have to do the exact opposite. Yeah, right, right. Because that's yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be like uh, just order what they need. They they want to keep those numbers low for they look for the balance sheets. They have to look. Nice, <laughs> right? And and they have to do exact opposite because the the the, the economy and and the and the lead times and everything is, is is telling you to do the the, the whole whole the whole yeah. opposite thing. And keep in mind too that the price of oil is up to about forty one, forty two, where it was dropping off, and it seems like it's it's on a trajectory to to go even higher. So, pretty interesting. Gas, natural gas. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but. Natural gas costs are up, you know, and it's not even winter yep. time yet. So, yep. um, yeah, definitely a good time to monitor your inventories, or at the very least, have a conversation with your suppliers. Um, I know it's something we obviously enjoy doing. We'll, you know, if we can get a forecast, we're happy to keep material on our on our end for you. You know, assuming there's some rateable demand. So, great time to have those conversations with you know your suppliers for whatever the product is. An exciting exciting note that we've seen, uh, you know, over the last couple months here is we've seen quite a bit of samples and new technologies and new applications that people are trying out smaller companies that are coming out coming up uh, up and comers so you know there's some pretty interesting stuff going on in 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 the US economy where you know there's a lot of hopeful things in the pipeline and and uh, again you know we've you know we're seeing uh, new customers come on board with uh, new applications for you know older historic products and that's exciting stuff yeah R&D is definitely busy Busy. Yeah, right? our, yeah, our samples, our number of samples is uh, probably at the highest point it has been for for a while. Yeah, I think it's got to do with the fact that you know, 
there's 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 you got to be dynamic today you got to come up with new things you got to have something unique and and uh and i think that we're seeing that and you know and there's also been uh some of the policies of reshoring you know have been good there's there's now you know and and even the knowledge that you know if you do buy on the world market it, it's not going to be it's not going to be in a, a simple process you know if there's always going to be issues and we're seeing that right now like sourcing in china sourcing in middle east sourcing in europe is not always the best thing to do you yeah. know if you're an american company and people don't know about like tariffs anti-dumping duties there's a bunch of intricacies that go into the the buying process that people don't know it's, it's not like i want i want a container and then it's it's here there are a lot of things that go into the process that makes it not a simple process yeah look at acetone perfect yeah. example right there i mean everybody thought I'm going to pay very little for acetone forever. And now it's creeping up into, you know, some of the highest prices you've ever seen in acetone because of a dumping suit uh, by, you know, Advanced 6 and Altivia uh, against the uh, major importers. And now they're out of the market. And there's a closed market and phenol demand really is sort of lackluster. So therefore less acetone. It's, it's and acetone's know, tight. Acetone's tight now, yeah. you know, you can't get it. So, and there's no opportunity to import it really at a, at a reasonable price with the dumping duties that are there. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you cannot be overly dependent on, again, on import products. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, you have to have in your, in your, matrix of supply you got to really look hard at having uh you know american uh you know or even latin american uh, all of american supply yep for american companies and i think one other byproduct or reason of these r d projects picking back up and samples picking back too is companies are just more equipped to handle it obviously when coronavirus came up in march or april you know no one knew how to deal with it or handle it everyone just had to kind of go home and figure it out even like here, we have the plexiglass barriers. I'm mm -hmm. sure these labs have barriers set up and a limited number of people in or whatever, whatever it is. So even though coronavirus is still around and cases are still creeping up, I think companies and people are more well-equipped to handle it and understand it and safety measures and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, going, we're creeping up here just in a few days on two months of reopening. We were closed for six months um, from really March, around March 15th to September 15th, we were closed. Knock on wood, we have had no cases of coronavirus, but TCC is set up that, God forbid, any one of us walked in this office with coronavirus, we're set up that it should not spread. So we've done a tremendous amount with uh, creating barriers, creating space between employees. Uh, we put uh, systems in place that capture our air and treat it before it goes uh, back out. And we also got inspected uh, recently by the state of Rhode Island, and we got a 12 out of 12. So A plus to uh, uh, special kudos to Kerry McNamara, who uh, has been on top of this and making sure that uh, we have as much safety in place as possible. Because uh, until we really get through this, uh, it's, it's very important to just hamper the spread. Yep. That's the most important thing. Yep. Um, I know we talked a little bit. That seems like stuff's picking up a little bit in the States. What's the overall feel and mood and... Mexico, Latin America has. How it's it's picking up as well, even though the cases are still picking up. Uh, the industry is 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 it's on the is on the rise. So we see orders and imports up. Uh, plants are running at a at a good rate, and it should be should should be a couple of good months. Uh, um, Christmas is coming up, which 
a lot of companies shut down, but uh, some companies I've talked to, they're, 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 they're going to continue to work because they have been shut down for so long. So, yeah. so they're going to try to make up some time and some, make up some production yeah. toward, that, toward, toward the end of the year. We've seen airlines loosen some regulations. We got some, some visitors coming next week. Yes, yes, yes. We will have that. Poppy's parents are coming. My parents, meet the, <laughs> my, par- my parents are coming, so I'm very happy to meet, have them. Meet the baby for the first time. Meet the baby for the first time, so that's exciting. Very exciting. Um, I think we'd, uh, we'd obviously be making a mistake if we didn't also mention that the election results have, uh, have come in um, with, right. with you know, Joe Biden pulling ahead, which you know, the stock market reacted positively to and seems like the, the mood's been overall positive with, with that result. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we still have a a Republican Senate, uh, Democratic House. You know, I I think if, I think the the positive sentiment maybe today and yesterday on the stock market might be just some uh, sanity maybe going forward. Not even sanity, just just not some reckless behavior or something, something come out of left field that will affect our business or everyone's business. I think that you know, just having some semblance that the next four years uh, aren't going to be the last, like the last four years, um, you know, Republican or Democrat, you know, it, it, you can admit that the last four years have been hectic. Uh, whether it's been Trump's fault or not, I don't know. But if things were hectic at TCC, I would certainly be blamed uh, for, you know, what was going on. So, um, yeah, the Americans uh, spoke and, and now, uh, you know, there's going to be a transition into the uh, into the coming year and, uh We'll see how things go. You know, um, yep. it is what it is. You know, it's uh, it was a, it, you know, we're still a bitterly divided country about it, and and I don't think that uh, Trump is helping that right now with uh, you know, uh, not having a a, a a change of power that's seamless. So, but his power is gone. Really, he's lost. So, really, whatever he does right now, in my opinion, doesn't really matter. Yep. Uh, price updates and trends, you're kind of mid-month, so we obviously are well into the November uh, settlements and pricing. Seems like stuff keeps uh, creeping up here a little bit. Crude oil is up a little bit. Um, obviously, benzene's continued to tick up here. Um, even since October, we're up about 25, 30 cents since the beginning of October, so the last 45 days. So, um, you know, things ticking up a little bit, but seems like stuff's really still more supply and demand driven. I think a majority of the podcasts we've done, okay, here's the pricing, but it's really more supply and demand driven. It's kind of the world we're in today. Well, maybe not on the 40-some podcasts we've done, but the more recent ones for sure. But, yeah. you know, benzene's going to certainly affect things like phenol uh, and, that, and, that, and that chain. And then you, you've got a dipic acid that will certainly be affected by benzene's uh, increasing prices. Um, we've seen that over the last several months, uh, even seen some very high prices now uh, coming out of China. So uh, that has to do both with local demand and, and, and freight to get to uh, the rest of the world, which is up considerably. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, <clears throat> there's been not too much strength in raw materials, but as you mentioned, it, it, that's not really the, the, the big story here. And obviously it seems like stuff coming out of you know China and some of these other regions, it's really more logistics-driven and just availability-driven versus raw material pricing. Yeah, strictly supply and demand. I mean, there's some things out of Asia, like China recently cracked down with some new envi- environmental regulations, which which closed down some uh, some plants. Um you know, but yeah, it's it's purely 
you know, supply demand driven for the most part. And with some of those crackdowns and closures, have there been any updates on, t- is it like a two week shutdown? Is it kind of an indefinite shutdown? Do you have, has there been any word about it or not? It's, really? it's kind of tough to know. I don't, I don't know that they, that the government gives the companies much information. I think that they, you know, come in pretty, pretty suddenly and say, you got to shut down until you meet this requirement for emissions kind of thing. And, you yeah. know, I don't know if companies don't know when they can get to that emission level or, yeah. um, you know, so I think it's, it's not really that clear to to us anyway and it seems like on our end we kind of it's kind of like a weekly update you know hey how's things look this week and try to take it from there yeah i mean our office does a great job our our Nanjing office does a great job keeping in touch with the producers and and getting the info to us as best as possible but you know they can only do you know with with what's given to them you know but But yeah, I think it's a you know it's definitely a good point. I think we do have some good resources in in Asia. So if there are questions about uh, supply and demand coming out of those regions, by all means, you know, reach out to us. We're happy to have those conversations on a case by case product basis for sure. Um, featured seasonal and new products. I added that seasonal word in this time. I think there's obviously some stuff that uh, comes up on a seasonal basis. You know, we're obviously getting into the winter time here with windshield wash, ice melt, things like that. So coming into kind of our our fall and winter products, really kind of. I guess even in the middle or maybe a little bit past the middle of, uh, of ramping up for that season, but you know, definitely starting to think about cold weather products here. Also, also you're also thinking about springtime, you know, for the fertilizer planting season. So if you're importing, you know, additives for fertilizers, this is the time you want to get stuff on the water to arrive for January, February timeframe, especially with how tight shipping's been. So we're already looking into the, into the spring at this point, which is kind of crazy to think of. Yeah. And uh, Nutrien had an outage, didn't they? Nutrien at their Lima, Ohio facility um, had a planned turnaround that went into an unplanned closure, and I, I'm not sure when they're going to come back up. But we've gotten a lot of, uh, you know, interest on urea because of uh, because of that. Mm-hmm. Which is an ice melt, uh, not not the choice ice melt anymore. Potassium acetate, I guess, would be the big the choice uh, de-icer now. It used to be urea. I mean, yep. we still use urea out here for de-icing and. I know we sell some people that uh, sell it as retail for for de-icing, but uh, calcium chloride obviously is a is a big one too, and a mix of urea and calcium chlorides are used out there too. The I think the big issue with urea is at a certain uh, temperature it's, it becomes somewhat uh, less effective, so that's why the calcium chloride comes in, and of course on an industrial level the potassium acetate is uh, is preferred, but. It's, uh, and then of course you got glycols, you know, the glycols are coming in now, you know, as it gets colder and colder for things like, uh, antifreeze and boats and RVs and things like that. And then downhole, you've got oil fracking and whatnot where they, you know, they force a lot of, uh, de-icers down there and, and fracking is certainly going on well right now. So I think last time we talked, glycols were pretty tight. That's still, still the case. How's that marker kind of overall look? Um, the the propylene glycols like you know monopropylene dipropylene those are still um pretty tight but mm-hmm. the uh you know uh meg deg teg those seem to be those seem to be recovered just fine availability is yeah. good yeah mm. good any other products to mention things to things to talk about here fall winter time no working on new products to um to like polyols uh, so exciting things on the pipeline which is always good you sound you sound thrilled about it. You can, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sound like you're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> we got some things that we can't we, really. We, we can, yeah. We, we have some things. We have some things with the pipeline. There's, there's things in motion. You call you call him if you want to talk about it. He'll... What's up? What's up? Me? What's up? What's up, Javi? Um, 
trade shows, events, conferences. We uh, had our first trade show meeting last week, so that was exciting. So we're at least starting to think about it, talk about it. Um, not too optimistic, at least I think for the early part of the year with in-person shows, but um, you know, still something we're keeping an eye on and hopefully can uh, have some semblance of normal coming into uh, next year. Obviously, some shows that we really enjoy ten- attending and are I think beneficial for the industry as a whole. So hopefully, we can get back to what some about of those. the virtual trade shows? Have you done? Much of those or some um, there, there's some shows that are, I think, inherently better for a virtual format. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think there's sort of three three kinds of shows. There's obviously a trade show floor. You walk around, go to booths. Um, there's things like the AFPM and EPCA, which is just dinners and, and one on one meetings and hotels and things like that. And then there's some of these shows that the two or three day period is, you know, hour long presentations for the whole time. And then in between you have lunches and dinners and you meet people and stuff like that. But it's kind of, you, you know, you sit there and you take in this information. So mm. that, that kind of show I think can pivot and do an online. Obviously you're still missing out the in-person, the lunches, the coffee breaks, talking to people and meeting people, but you know, you still can't get the info across. Sometimes there's good regulatory updates and things like that that mm. are seasonal. So those shows can, you know, ca- kind of do a virtual version, but you know, things like, these massive shows like the coding show and the NPE, it, it's a little bit difficult to try to pivot to do an online version. It's, you know, the benefit is the trade show floor and your booth and your mm. offering. So when do you think we'll be back in trade shows and is the AFPM going to happen this year? I mean, we can't, I guess we can't really comment on whether we, you know, think it'll happen so much or, but when, well, realistically, when do we all think that we'll be back being salespeople again and, and being able to summer. do summer? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Summer 2021. Summer of 2021. Maybe sooner in some regions, later in other regions, depending yeah. on what happens. Yeah. I think the the airlines are getting better at their protocols and stuff like that. So borders are opening up. So it should be should be a better. Uh, there are studies that say for the, to fly that go to grocery store. Yeah, it's funny. It just recently, just in the last month, it's amazing how much people are already moving around. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like it went from zero to, you know, pretty decent number of people that mm-hmm. I'm aware of that are flying and they're mm-hmm. having no issues. I haven't, honestly, f- for me, I've never heard of anyone flying and catching coronavirus in my mm-hmm. network, you know, or my family. So yeah, like if people were flying and the, that whole plane caught coronavirus, we'd hear about something like that. You know, I, I think airlines are doing a pretty good job. It's well, it was like, interesting to hear that British Airways is now testing prior. If they had the mm-hmm. London flight, they're now going to test you prior to getting on the flight. I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, really, if we had those rapid tests uh, readily available, I mean, cr- you're, you like cruises. I mean, they're they're now talking about starting to cruise again in December yep. with fewer people, n- no buffets, yep. but you know, uh, but testing prior to departure and during, you know, and then uh, so, you know, I think that not only are we getting a handle on the on the treatments. We're getting a handle on how to live, uh, you know, under the under the guise of a pandemic, you know. So, yeah, I probably agree with you though, Hav, and, and saying maybe next summer before we really feel uh, that we can move around, but hopefully earlier, you know. Um, and and I'll give some of these shows credit. Like I, I'm on the committee or board or whatever for some of these shows, and I don't know how much is released or not released yet, but I do know all these shows are kind of having conversations on what can we do virtually? Can there be a virtual component to it to support the value proposition of being an exhibitor and coming to the show? And shows are thinking about it. That'll definitely be a byproduct of it. I think, you know, there will be a virtual component to every show from here on out. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of expedited that process. Um, I think until you can sit in a room with a VR helmet on and walk around a trade show virtually and talk to someone in China virtually like you're at a trade show, you know, some of these big shows may not 
transition fully to a virtual format. But adding a virtual component to it, you know, it's, it's a conversation that I think's been expedited, and it's it's all good stuff. It's all you know, utilizing technology that's available, and you know, just trying to make the the industry better, and make it easier to collaborate and find new suppliers and customers and things mm. like that. You know, it's all it's all I think good stuff, and people are moving in the right direction, or at least trying to. Well, I'm hopeful that we can go to AFPM, and you know. It'd be really nice, I mean, to, to get back together with all of our friends in the industry and, and spend some time with them. Uh, uh, you know, I think that w- what that's typically what in a, in a, in a March or, or yep, early March. April is mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. falls, and, yep. you know, hopefully we can get there. And obviously, somewhere like Texas bodes well for outdoor meetings and outdoor dinners and, you know, cocktail parties and things like that, so you do have that open-air aspect to it. You know, there may not be any trade shows in Massachusetts in January, you know, just based on weather constraints. But, you know, certain regions I think will be better at it than others. Good point. So, yeah, we're, we're optimistic. We'll obviously keep everyone updated and keep ourselves updated on as, as shows are releasing things and making plans. But mm-hmm. know, more to come hopefully next year. Um, and I guess wrapping things up, inside news, you know, as, as Rob mentioned, we did pass our state COVID inspection this month. So good to see that, you know, Carrie and Karen and Alex and everyone's been on oh, top yeah, of the regulations. Absolutely. And, Obviously, lots of precautions taken here, which is great. Absolutely. It's nice to have everybody back in the office. It really is. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Javi's parents coming. Big uh, big news this week. Big news. They're going to be the baby. That's exciting. Any uh, Anything else to wrap things up here? No, just uh, happy to have another. What, what did you say? This number 40. 46. Coming on the Does big that mean we've done this for 46 months? Or did we do more? No. There, no, no we did we, we we're doing it monthly now but we didn't always do it monthly we, we did it more plus there was guests and people spe- that came special, we, had, we had like special special podcasts it's okay. i think march is the anniversary so the march one will be uh three years three years wow that's incredible wow. 36 months yeah well i hope people actually watch this and <laughs> get something out of it i mean we get feedback on it and i know you know we've been at trade shows and people mention it and you know it seems like i'd, I'd rather have i'd rather benefit 50 people or 100 people then get 5,000 people that kind of don't care. So even if it's a relatively smaller number, you know, hopefully it is beneficial information. And, you know, I think it's been beneficial for us to sit down and catch up and talk. And if Definitely. it benefits other people, you know, that's also uh, also good. Yeah, I've seen somebody pick you up by your name badge at a trade show. Ben Swicky, listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a fangirl. <laughs> she won't be able to recognize them now. I know. Yeah, I know. All right, guys. Well, thank you for your time this morning. Good, uh, good talking to y'all. Uh, obviously, you know, happy that the uh, both the video version is available via our uh, Kettle Bottom Creative guys over here, uh, as well as the audio version too. Um, working on some exciting new things with the website. Should have a new podcast portal up here soon, so make it even easier to watch either the video or the audio. Um, so more to come on that. You know, we appreciate you uh, listening and following along, however it is you do listen, and uh, you know, we will definitely uh, catch you on the next episode, if not sooner. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.